Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Landlord Page podcast. Um, here with, with Mike and Ian. How are you doing, guys? You good? Very good. Yeah. All good, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, in this episode, we're going to sort of talk about why we're hearing that uh, a lot of landlords are, are selling. Even if you work those numbers, the people who were buying properties in the mid-90s, the first buy-to-let investors, are going to be between 60 and 65. So... The full stat pack, I'm going to run this down. People, get your pens. So, good one to, to get stuck into. Obviously, not all landlords are, are exiting the market, but we're, we're hearing that, that the majority of them are. So, yeah, it'll be good to sort of highlight what's going on, what's what's sort of causing that, um, and, yeah, what, what's happening really, guys. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a funny one, hasn't it? For a couple of years now, it seems like more and more tenant demand per property. Yeah. Just it's like the whole supply and demand element of things. It just keeps climbing with the amount of inquiries per rental listing, and mm. that is, I guess, in two part. And Mike's got the data and the stats to share with us in a second. But it seems like it's two part really. One is tenants are staying for longer mm. because they're scared of leaving and being homeless, yeah. which I would feel Fair. the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. feel the same. And then I guess the other reason is a lot of landlords seem to be selling or at least more landlords are selling than are buying, mm. which it does seem a little bit baffling when you actually look at kind of how well the property market has done, even in the last five years. Yeah. You know, and you look at some of the other markets out there. We spoke about this before on the podcast, but you look at stocks and shares and you look at crypto and you look at all these other little places you know fxts and all that side of things all the places that people have put money but one of the safe bets really on a long-term basis always seems to be property so I, f I actually saw a little um a little caption today on one of the social media things which was uh that 10 percent is the inflation level i mm. think it's 10.0 uh, 10.1 they highlighted today so your money's worth 10% less than it was a year ago. House prices uh, since the pandemic have now gone up a total of 20% with the correction that's in there as well. So all of the people that held off waiting for the market to crash yeah. are now like 30% <laughs> down on their money yeah. that they'd left in their bank account. But I think that's topical for a reason why people should invest. But on this one, we're going to talk about why people are selling. Yeah. And uh, when I read the data, it was it was quite interesting. The age thing was quite key, Mike. Yeah. The age thing. There. So if we cast right back to the mid-90s, that's when the first buy-to-let mortgages mm. really came into existence as we know them. So we're basically 27-odd years on from the first ever buy-to-let mortgages being launched to the public so even if you work those numbers the people who were buying properties in the mid 90s the first buy to let investors are going to be between 60 and 65 so the full stat pack i'm going to run this down people get your pens <laughs> there's two and three quarter million landlords in the uk of which close to a million are of retirement age or older so one in every 2.75, what's that, 40-odd percent of landlords are retired. I was about to say grey-haired. <laughs> I'm literally looking yeah, at it. Well, okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> grey hair started in the mid-90s, actually. <laughs> um, so one in 2.5, one in 2.75, around about 40% of landlords are of retirement age. And 96,000 landlords a year 
are hitting retirement age. So 100,000 out of 2.75 million are retiring each year. If you couple that with the environment that landlords have right now of higher tax, less offsets, more of a hostile, um, I don't know, narrative around being a landlord mm. it's easy to see why why those people are now going right okay my property's run its race because it's gone up 20 percent in the last two years because because mm. because now's the time to bank the money take the yeah. money go on a cruise yeah. i don't know what that what older people do before you know before it's too late go and spend it go and enjoy it whilst you've suddenly finally got some freedom from from a 40-year career doing what you've yeah. been doing so we're doing well to offend the uh people that are selling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you can see why people do it you've, yeah. you've just had a 40-year career you've got you, you've got two three buy to lets of course you're gonna sell one if yeah. you build a business, you build a business because you're going to sell a business. Yeah. Because you want the benefit of it at the end. Absolutely. You know, that's the, why you take the risk. That's why you put the investment of time and money in. Same thing with buy-to-let portfolio. Yeah, whether it's it is one in your portfolio or whether there's 15 in your portfolio, the goal is at some point that the tenant pays the mortgage off and you sell the asset and you reap the rewards at that yeah. trigger point in your life. So I totally get it. It's scary that whatever the number is, 4% of all listings or 4% of all properties, somewhere around 4% are selling every single year because there's no way we're adding 4% as a no, gain no. every year, are we? It's probably more like one and a half if we ran the numbers, I would have thought. I think it's even less than than two for one at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, that in itself is, who's it most scary to though? Is it most scary to, obviously if we're talking from an agent point of view, but from a public perspective, for tenants, for first time buyers, for parents, it's got to be scary for all of those because it's more expensive to rent, which makes it harder to save yeah. and harder to buy. It's more expensive to rent so it's harder to move out of home mm. so parents are going to see their kids for much longer <laughs> yeah some they're not going to be some will love that, that. Oh, no, some will have a problem with that um so with both of those in context then that becomes harder for everyone so the whole point of making it more difficult for the landlord or the buy to let purchase is to make it better for the first time buyer purchase yeah. isn't it that's yeah. that's yeah. why the government are doing it but i just don't know whether it's being done in the right way that actually directly or indirectly helps them at the moment especially well, they're, they're reaping what they sow that the private landlord market supports rental in the uk because the government have done nothing about it yeah. since right to buy was brought out again going back 20 30 35 years ago so private landlords are the only option for people who can't or don't want to buy a house mm -hmm. there is no council housing there is no um central place to go and get property from other than private landlords now private landlords to an extent are being chased out of the market or are hitting retirement age from the original boom um and again they're reaping what they sow because it's not as attractive as it was to buy a buy to let property like when i bought my first buy to let property in 2008 2009 when there was money to be made and it was just a case of just having the confidence to go against the market and buy while it was down. Yeah. Mm. Lots of people like me were doing that in the late 20s. It was affordable. The tax situation was good. You didn't have to have a huge deposit, which you do now. So it's mm. harder for someone in their late 20s to become a landlord that I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think the things that you see um, 
like in the media and stuff like that is that you know the government is out to sort of destroy the 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 lettings market and the fact that bringing all these new regulations in the capital gains tax reductions as as well landlord but landlords are just looking at it like what's the point mm. you know why, why am i going to get involved with with that when i'm not making the money that i was making and now i've got these new regulations that are coming in that's going to affect me as a landlord where i need to spend more money so that's going to reduce uh, sort of the the money that i'm going to make going to make from that so yeah it just feels that all of this stuff has has been put onto put onto private landlords without any thought to it so take the epc regulations you know it's supposed to come into effect in 2025 now discussing pushing that back to 2028 because someone along the line has, has sort of realized that actually we need to think about this bit yeah a bit a bit more and actually put some thought into it rather than just throwing it out there and you know this is what we need to do by a certain date but not sort of thinking about you know the actual landlords and the actual um you know people that are on that side of things um so yeah i mean it's it's just you, you're going to be put off by it aren't you you're going to yeah. be put off by it i think it's you know i started off my part of the conversation here is sort of highlighting the positives of mm. how you can invest in property and what is going on with inflation but i think you know the headline stuff does make it look very difficult because yeah. you're paying you're paying extra tax on the way in mm. paying extra tax on the way out but then I look at it and I, I've always had this plan with with my 50, when I turn 50, that trigger moment in my life where my property, my buy to let that I'm thinking about here would be paid off. Mm. But then I guess the question was at that moment in time, do I, do I sell it or do I refinance it? If I sell it, I pay a load of tax. If I refinance it, I don't. But do I want to refinance yeah. it or do I just want to reap the rewards of having it? you know, just, just income, monthly income, but then I don't get the lump sum. So you don't get the pension plan that you may have put in place of it. So there's options around it, but I think the, the retirement age element of things is, is very interesting because yeah. it does feel that that whole boom moment is now coming to the end of its life cycle, the end of its curve and who's going to come in and, and make a difference to kind of keep it afloat, I guess, is the, is mm. the key question. What's the answer? Don't know what the answer is in, no, well, in reality. I, thought, I think many people thought the answer was the build to rent side of things. So, you know, mm. these developers building these these blocks, 300, 400 units in, in each. But that's not going to keep up with the the sort of demand for, for rental properties and the people exiting. It's just not going to do that. And I thought that they thought that, you know, if they could get an extra 300,000 units over X amount of time, then it would meet that that demands but you know i think they're looking at the regulations for developers now and, and building these 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 blocks which is making it even harder for for them and i was looking at a survey where they've got sort of that where they want to build three hundred thousand new homes or something like that in a period of time and the outlook is that that is going to go down to one hundred and ninety thousand mm -hmm. because they are making it more 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 difficult the government so yeah don't know what the answer is, but yeah, the stuff that we're that, that we're sort of hearing is is yeah that the, the the sort of demand isn't that supply isn't going to meet isn't going to meet demand anytime anytime soon. What's of interest to me, as I said earlier in the chat, is I started investing in property in two thousand eight two thousand and nine, which 
we all know what was going on in 2008, yeah. 2009. Everyone else is running for the hills. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm buying this flat that was brand new at 250 and I'm now buying it at 150, 175. So, and, and the rent is 900 a month. You'd be yeah. stupid not to do that. Mm-hmm. So with every cycle of investment, the smart people always seem to do the opposite of what the amateurs do. And the amateurs are selling up at the moment. So is there an argument to say, right, the amateurs are selling up, so there's an opportunity? Or is that just gobbledygook to both of you? Well, there has to be an opportunity because we've seen house prices from a sales point of view across the country have corrected by 11 or 12%, somewhere in that region. We'll see the full land registry fallout data of it probably by next month or, you know get a real understanding of where we are maybe the following month maybe june is where we really get a good understanding of mm. where the price uh, where the prices have actually corrected but in that same time that maybe 10 or 11 percent 12 percent have dropped rents have continued to go up by yeah even a percent a month you know <laughs> yeah. so you could easily say there's a seven percent gain on rental prices just in that six month window you know maybe maybe if we take you know the 12 months into play the pendulum has swung a full 10% either way on rental mm. prices. So the yields have improved. And much like you say, the interest rates haven't improved. They are more expensive. So it's probably somewhere counterbalanced between, you know, the interest rate, the yeah. rentals increase, maybe it's slightly down, but there's still no better place to put your money if it's sat in your bank account. No. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying these people that are selling are going to re-enter the market because I don't think they will, but the yeah. new people that have got cash in the bank and we've spoke to a couple of landlords recently you know families you know husband and wives that have basically gone do you know what we've got a ton of equity in our house we've probably got 60 percent equity in our house we mm. own a four bed detached and we're going to refinance out quarter of a million pounds 200 grand 150 grand we're going to go and buy two flats yeah. one property you know we're going to go and buy it into a buy to let and use that as a as a way into the market and i think they're the people that should be entering at the moment because there's no point in just leaving it in the bank. It's losing 10% every year at the moment. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I think that's where the shrewd investors will be. The sad thing is I don't think it'll be too many of those types of people that will do it. I think it'll be the people that have got big cash. Yeah. You like know. you said, you have to be, a, you have to be a certain age with a certain energy yeah. with a certain amount of cash. And yeah. you're every time you multiply it, by a certain type of yeah you you drop off a certain number of people don't you which yeah. it cuts out all the people who are on an average salary it cuts out all the people who have just bought their own family home it cuts out it cuts out which which means it's going to be a bit of a niche market for people but that means rents are going to continue to rise yeah. i think i think there's an opportunity for developers investors you know buy to let landlord portfolios or new buy to let landlords i think there's an opportunity for people to get familiar with auctions i think that's yeah think that's, that's key, the, isn't the it? place where when you look across you know the portals or if you do a wide search you know say you look at a whole county for example what you quickly see is the standout properties when you really drive it down to a certain number where you go that's a bit 
that's a bit cheap. I'm playing the game mm. a little bit on the boundaries here. And then there's three of them and you think, wow, there's three of them. The first thing you see is 12 Acacia Road. You see the house number, you know, it's an auction instantly or it's a, it's a, um, a repo. Something. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where the opportunity is, but I think people are still a bit scared and a bit unfamiliar around auctions. So it's probably time for us to get another auctioneer on, on the podcast actually and discuss that particular point. Um, because we had one before, didn't we? In, in lockdown, mm. I think it was on Zoom. And it was a really interesting chat because I think their view was, this was maybe a year ago, that the auction market had improved from 1% of the market to 2% of the market. So it doubled. Yeah. So I wonder if it's any further down the line now. But digital auctions seem to become more popular across the country. And it seems like that's a big opportunity for people. Mm. I do think there'll be a few more repossessions, but I do think the type of repossessions, the family homes, buy to let investors might find it hard to compete or if it's if it's a decent family home repo you might find that yeah. hard to compete because the seller or the buyer sorry of a family home you know like us for example if we saw a really good standout buy for you know 700 grand and it was sold for 950 two years ago you're going to pay 800 if you yeah. need to for it because it's a no-brainer but yeah. the investor might look at it and think well i'm not paying 100 grand over asking but someone locally may do so i think there's an opportunity with auctions definitely but i just wish more people would be open to conversations about we we're talking about joint ventures before the different types of finance that's available how quickly you can act on certain things at the moment yeah. i'm talking to loads of people in trades that have married up with call them angel investors or people that are cash rich but don't have the trade experience and you know trade experienced business owners uh linking with people that have got the funds or making the funds mm. available and they're looking to become a combo and go out and buy they normally ask for flips i don't know whether flips are really a thing at the moment unless you're doing mm. some special stuff to a property or you get an absolute gem but building a portfolio for a refurbishment is is has and always will be a great opportunity i think yeah Kill always talks about the the burr, doesn't he? R R R R R R. Add as many R's to it as you want. Every time you see him, there's another R on the end. Yeah, yeah. but I think that that's the way to do it. I think you know if we're if we're going to talk some advisory on on the podcast, I think look at auctions, get familiar with them. I think look at to to buy, to refurb, to rent, to refinance, yeah. repeat. I think that's the that R's. was where the extra R yeah, came R. in. Yeah, that's the, that's the R's. Repeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, ring us. Um, <laughs> we'll help you rent it. Uh, there's the extra hours, but I think that's the way to do it. And, yeah. and I think that means that you need an expert to source that property for you or to advise you on the property you're going to buy. Cause yeah. you have to get that right. It has to be the right property. You can't just do that with anything. No. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back. I know we keep, it feels like we talk about it in every podcast but having that powered team so mm. having those individuals around you that are experts in those things and just going to have a chat with them yeah you know find out what advice that they've got to offer you because you're going to pick something up right so you could just be sat there thinking you know hearing all these headlines hearing all the headlines and all of the the negative information going around but actually if you speak to you know the the individuals that that are in that sort of industry they'll guide you in the right way they'll give you that correct advice yeah. and then from what one minute of being scared or, or anxious or anything like that to, to do with investing, suddenly it can turn into, wow, actually, this is the way of doing it. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah, definitely speak to those those experts and, and look into the different avenues of, of investing and, and buy to lets and all of that. And just don't sort of stick with with what you necessarily know. I think we should build our 
our power team into our website for for, yeah. for listeners and watchers. You know, I think it's something that we can probably do on on the website to highlight who we who we've you know worked yeah. with, tried and trusted, and who our power team is because we've had a lot of them on the podcast itself, but we don't often talk about who's in our you know circle of trust. And I think that might be something that we could put on the website if it's something you're interested in us doing then pop it in the comments and we'll, yeah. we'll we'll send it through to you as a sort of direct email or message but that's something that we could do because i think it's really important at the moment so yeah it's a, it's a funny old market i mean the sales market you know from moving it away from this topic of conversation but the sales market feels like it's a big question it's a touch word but it feels normal it feels like it's gone into a normal state and there's a lot of comparisons with 2018 and 19 on the data but demand is up on those years and it seems like we've now had two months in a row of flat prices mm. you know whether they're gone up, i think right move said in um february it had gone up 500 quid on average you know across yeah. the uk and then i think last month it was it was up like 0.1 percent or something like that so that feels flat interest rates are more or less the same as they have been now for the last 12 weeks there's not yeah. much changes in those they they deviate a little bit depending on which swap deal is more um beneficial to the banks and that's normally changing the fixed terms rather than the actual headline rate and definitely more properties are turning sold than for sale at the moment the ratios yeah. are still way over 50 percent. whereas if we took a four-month window after the mini budget it was probably more below 50 percent of what was coming on was selling now it's definitely over and heading towards 60 65 70 so from a sales market i feel confident in that basis you know inflation has been reported you know today wednesday at the point of filming this podcast for friday that it's dropped by 0.3 step in step in the right direction the arrow is going down not up across the across europe it seems like it's reducing as well mm. obviously things are getting more expensive in shops but other things are you know uh, meaning that inflation has dropped a little bit there so i think it's a good opportunity i think you know that's the word you got to put out there what about you guys what, what do you think mike any other sort of places of opportunity for people i wonder i wonder with developers i always wonder with developers new build sites because new build sites, there are there are still a lot selling out there. There's not been too many new ones launched, but there is some new build sites, some sitting stock units. I just wonder whether there's deals to be had there. Well, we've started to be sent emails through the portals with the old the old tricks that you used to get to get people in. The five hundred pound off your mortgage for the first year, hundred and five percent part exchange. Mm blah, 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 which we haven't seen for three years. And to me, that's the trigger that you're in a buyer's market, mm. not a developer's market um, for so the first time. they stopped doing incentives altogether. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. were no incentives because people were reserving houses 18 months into the future. But yeah. I received one no saying- No grass, no carpet, yeah. no front door, <laughs> no windows. <laughs> you got to buy that as add-ons. Yeah. You got my own front door. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes aside, I, I haven't seen a 105% part exchange email for three, four years. Yeah. And I got one last week. Um, so there must be the incentive there. Uh, there must be some sitting stock on some development somewhere. My only concern, obviously, is we've talked about developments and you guys had Lee Curtis in mm. that developers are now being squeezed on a on a cost uh, basis that is costing them more yeah. to build the house mm -hmm. so they will probably turn down the speed on how quickly they build because it's not worth them building them that quickly if they're not going to sell them that quickly mm. yeah 
Yeah. That third, third, third that we were talking about with Lee, a third to buy the land, a third to build it, a third profit yeah. is being squeezed to more like 40%, 40%, not enough yeah, profit yeah. in yeah. reality. And yeah. I think that's kind of where where the developers sit in. But they put a pause on things, but it does seem like they, they can't sit on their hands forever, can no, they? No, they, they, they just get going at some Yeah, some they point. definitely can't. So I think there is now... There is an opportunity. It's just where we would love to talk to any um, investors that are out there that are thinking of entering the market or want to be the smart investor and take advantage of the opportunities. We would love to have a conversation with you about what your long-term plans are, what your funding sort of scenario is, You know what cash you've got, how to spend that cash, what finance plans are in play for your long-term goal. And then where we come into play is what does that mean? What does the product look like? What's mm. going to be the best option for you? What's the best area? What's the best type of property? And why is that a good property for your next 10 years trajectory on what your yeah. business plan is? And I think that's where we'd love to have a conversation with those investors. Cause I know there's a lot out there. I've got friends and family that are in that bracket at the yeah. moment. We all have in, in yeah. this age bracket, but if now's the opportunity to do that, then I think we would love to have those conversations with people and, and start to advise. Yeah. What's um, for, for you two in terms of landlords putting their properties on the market, just generally speaking, what's what's the numbers looking like on that? Is is that up? Is it down? Is it the same as it's been for two years? Or are we seeing are we seeing any more, you know, come to the market? Or is it just reducing month by month at the moment with new listings? It's sort of the same, same. We're seeing, yeah. yeah, we're seeing it reasonably stable, yeah. but it's, it's again, it's a mix of reasons why people are doing it. Yeah. It's, it's accidental landlords. It's people coming across opportunity rather than it being people who have gone out and specifically bought a buy to let. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I've been speaking to 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 landlords this week and and last week about them relocating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're relocating. They want to rent out their house. So, um. You've got ones like that. And then I spoke to another one today where she's found an investment property. She wants to rent it out. She's got a portfolio of six other properties. So it's it's sort of a mixed mix, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're at that sort of stable stage. It's not really going down. It's not going through the roof. It's just... Just sat in that little plateau yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I think if you're looking, you know, if you are looking to get into the property market, the security is that you're going to find a tenant. I think that was always the yeah, number one. Yeah. That was you're the number one concern, though, wasn't it? People were like, what happens, if it get, what happens if it's yeah. empty for yeah, three that's, months? That's, right it's not going to happen. Gone. Yeah. 10 days, man. Yeah. <laughs> 14 days. <laughs> you know, what, what happens if I have 50 people who want to live in my house at the same time? Like, that's the issue yeah, at that, the moment. That is it's, the issue. It's what happens when there's a queue on the drive on viewing day is the yeah. issue. Yeah. Which way, yeah. if you're a private landlord, how difficult is that part of it? The screening process. Yeah. Mm. If you put a property on X site and you get 30 tenants, how are you going to pick those 30 tenants? Who who you allow to you can't you can't do 15 hours worth of viewings for no. each of them if you're a private landlord, because it's not cost effective. You might as well mm-hmm. pay an agent to do it. Yeah. Ring us. Uh, <laughs> and then if if you do do all of those viewings or if you pre-qualify, how do you do that? as a landlord is the question I would ask. If you go in private, how do you do it? But yeah. that's where our expertise comes in. That's where our our planning, our logic, our common sense comes into play. And you're not handling, we're not handling tenants via weekend staff or anything like that. It's us sat yeah, in this room that are doing it. So there's going to be a level of security for each landlord because mm. I, I think there'll be a lot of landlords that will be 
getting talked up by tenants that maybe aren't the right tenant for that property. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, Jesus, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. And it massively will backfire. Yeah, it's like, you know, property comes on with us. We could have, I don't know, say 30 applicants that are all inquiring about that about that property. Mm. But if you ask the right questions, you, you, you narrow that down straight mm. away. So, you know, because we know what questions to ask. We know what the referencing's going to be and and you know what they're what those applicants are currently doing are they going to meet those requirements etc mm -hmm. etc et so yeah having someone like like us we could cut it down only get the the people round to your property that actually want it and mm -hmm. want to want to live there um and can afford to to live there um so yeah trying to do it privately it's just yeah i'd, I'd worry yeah i'd worry well, the reason for the podcast is to highlight, you know, that's the opportunity. You mm. could look at it in two ways. I think the BBC article is is the one that you sort of got a lot of that data from, Mike. And I think the headline on that is always a negative narrative because it's showing the fear factor. The shrewd investor looks at that and thinks, wow, that's a great opportunity. Because yeah. if it's all singing, dancing, rosy, it's probably the wrong curve to jump on. But if it's a bit more negative there's definitely an opportunity there so that's the yeah. reason for this podcast and if if you want to have a chat with you know me mike or andy then feel free to reach out email us message us you know dm us on socials jump on the website avocadopropertyagents.co.uk and we'd be more than happy to have a chat with you about sourcing managing renting or just a bit of advice you know we appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast downloads it watches it on youtube so we're happy to help with uh sharing some of our time and expertise with them as well yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely mike andy we're back next week yeah see you then see you then i'm flicking through youtube and through spotify i don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on youtube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something i mean it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question but why not ask that question to a wider audience they just have the knowledge there but they don't seem to share it you can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio the rules change every year yeah but why not just open the floor out and just say well is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax, and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast, and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.